Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I'm here to talk love, relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Lovability Show. I'm your host, Jennifer Styers, and I'm back uh, after a nice long break. Um, I missed you guys, uh, and I know you guys missed the show. I didn't realize how many people actually watched the show until I stopped doing it. Uh, but uh, but I've been working on a project that I can't tell you about yet, but it's for you. And so it was a good reason for a break. But now that we're back, uh, we have a lot to talk about. Um, So not only are we restarting the show, but we're doing what I'm going to call a dating restart because in the time that I spent away from you guys and doing what I'm doing for you guys, I realized that we're really, really doing all this dating stuff backwards. Um, We are not, I mean, we really have to learn a whole new way of dating if this is going to work, if we're actually going to find love. Uh, You know, I know so many of you are looking online. You're doing online dating, and I understand why. I know it's not, it's probably not anybody's first choice unless you're going to Tinder or Grindr for other reasons. Um, Then, you know, online dating is probably not your first choice. But what other choices do you have to meet people if you don't like to go to bars and you're not a big go out and drink person and maybe your activities limit you? Uh, so there's just, there's not a lot of things out there, ways to meet good people. Uh, and I'm not going to say that you're going to meet them at a bar either, just FYI. But, uh, but having said that, we have to date a new way because just even think of the basics. I mean, there's everything we're behavior wise and physical wise, we're doing it wrong and we're doing it backwards. And we're going to talk about all of that, but we can just start with the simple, right? We, we're just going to start with the simple, basic. If you're doing online dating, which many of you are, and you're frustrated, I hear your stories. I've heard horror stories. Uh, and I don't, I feel for all of you that are doing it. But having said that, if you're doing it, what's the, what's the only thing that you get to um, your, your first impression to be able to meet somebody? It's a picture. And I haven't done online dating, but I've watched. Um, I've watched other people do it. I have had friends that have showed me their online dating site and I'm watching them scroll through. And I think the average uh, scroll time is like 2.2 seconds. How in the world, how in the world are you guys going to know if somebody's right for you or if it's a good person or it's a good match? If all you're going by is number one, a face. And number two, 
a picture. I mean, just a number one, a face, and number two, just a picture in 2.2 seconds, right? No profile. Years and years ago, uh, I mean, I could definitely show my age here, but years ago, the, the uh, like match, those things were profiles. There was like a little picture, almost like Facebook, and then there was a profile and you actually read about the person, which is what is necessary um, to know if you have a match, right? If you don't know who you're dealing with, you could have a serial killer that looks good and you have no idea because all you've done is swiped right on how good they look, you know? And we have to get away from the physical appearance thing. Like that's not everything. And as a matter of fact, it's only a small piece of the puzzle um, when it comes to like who is the right person for you because that there is a science to it. And physical attraction is a piece, but believe it or not, physical attraction can come when we're not even physically attracted to somebody. So it's a sneaky little thing because sometimes we're attracted and it's the wrong person and then we ignore the red flags and that's what we don't want to do. And then the other thing is when we, um, when we do find somebody good quality, um, maybe that person is, um, they're good quality. We weren't attracted to them. They're not our type. We weren't attracted to their picture, but as we've spent more time with them, um, as we spent more time with them, my phone's ringing, <laughs> um, we realized that there is something about that person or their personality or who they are that we are attracted to. And um, so we can become attracted physically to somebody that we are not uh, physically attracted to initially. And chemical attraction is a whole other thing. So you guys also, you know, just from a physical standpoint, you guys also go on this picture and being attracted to somebody. But how many people uh, go by a picture, they're attracted, they meet them, and they may think they're pretty or they're handsome, but they weren't attracted to who they were as a person. And we've all been there, right? Um, I always tell the person the story about one of my best friends that, I mean, what, before I met him, I thought he was like the hottest guy in the room and uh, hadn't seen a good looking guy after uh, I was divorced many years ago in a long time, saw him and I said, that's my type across the room, got an introduction. And the minute, I, and the minute he opened his mouth, and started talking, I was completely not attracted to him anymore and never have been a day after, though I've known him for many, many years. Um, but it it's not about the physical. We have to give people a chance that may not, may not make the mark from an attraction standpoint. So having said that, how many people are you missing because all you're going by is a picture and you're not looking at a profile. Um, so we ha that, whole, that whole system has to change. So if you're gonna do online dating, you really need to be open. You need to take more time looking at a picture. You know, I always say like the eyes are the windows of the soul. Um, I don't always say that, everybody always says that. That's, I did not coin that saying, but, but, Look in somebody's eyes, look at their facial structure, look, there's a lot to that, believe it or not, from an attraction standpoint. Take the time to see if there's any redeeming qualities about that person or something you might be interested in or something that, somebody that may even be tolerable for you to go the next step to look at their profile. Because 
when we have a lot of commonalities with somebody and we there's a connection and we have um, maybe values and morals and lifestyle in common, there's a lot of attraction and chemistry that can come from that. And, you know, I had one of my clients uh, tell me, she said, this is how she described it, but I understand and I think we all understand. She said, I'm waiting for that person that when they put their arm around me and they touch my back, everything lights on fire and that happens but it's not always with somebody that you may have been physically attracted to or had something for sometimes somebody's touch may may um, prov provoke or evoke excuse me chemistry that wasn't there to begin with so you never know where it's going to show up so we can't just uh, accept people or dismiss them on uh, looks alone so uh, that whole this whole thing with physical attraction it's only a small small piece so where we're going about it wrong to begin with is the physical attraction part whether it's online in person whether you're using a social media app um, it doesn't work you've got to know more so uh, depth is where it's at um, so having said that, let's talk about the elements that are important uh, for you to be looking um, at and for when you're trying to find your person. Again, some of these qualities aren't necessarily surface things that you're going to see, hear, or read. So you might have to may have to look a little more or ask more questions to that person to find out who they are. But values being the biggest thing. So we, we need to know what someone values. Um, I was taught a long time ago by one of my mentors that the things that we value in life are, the, are our priorities. So if you look at somebody's, even if you go to somebody's like Facebook profile and you're sitting on somebody's Facebook profile and all their pictures are of their kids, their dog, their home, their vacations, um, maybe their handbags, <laughs> whatever it may be. Um, uh, maybe with a guy, it's uh, he's got pictures of hunting or golfing, right? There's a lot of pictures of that. You, These are the places where we can pretty much surmise these are the things that this person values. Um, those things speak volumes in who a person is, where we spend, where we all spend our time, energy, and money are on the things we value. So look at those things in somebody's life and you can learn a lot about them without having to ask a lot of questions or dive uh, too deep. So um, listening and observing is so, so important. Uh, and um, asking questions, and like I said, in listening, I think this is where so many of you miss the boat. Um, we talk about dating reset. And I think one of the places where we need to everybody needs to look at is when you're out on a date with somebody or you're meeting somebody for the first time, I don't care if it's not a date. If you ask more questions and listen more to answers and listen more to understand versus to answer, you'll learn a lot about a person, uh, a, a lot. And that person on the other end also feels heard and understood right? So people love to talk about themselves. They do. And guys, I'm going to tell you this. Women, I think more so than men, because I hear that complaint from women uh, more often than men. So, so let's, um, 
let's take the time. I think, I don't think it's intentional. I think everybody goes out on these first dates and what they're trying to do is impress. So they're, you know, you guys especially love to give your resume and tell a woman everything that you are and that you did and that you stand for and how, what kind of car you drive and how all your cool vacations and hobbies and me, 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 me. And all you're trying to do is impress her. It's for the right reasons usually. Um, but what it comes across for a woman is all he did was talk about himself the entire time, right? And again, I hear, I hear that more from women than men. And men, I'll tell you, I think women, um, most women, not me, but most women like to talk about themselves. Um, I think they prefer to spend the majority of time talking about themselves versus talking about you. So if you wanna win a woman's heart, ask questions, listen, be interested. Um, I, that's where so many of you guys are missing the boat is in, you know, uh, vomiting up your resume, trying to impress, you lose her because a connection is made when people find that they have commonalities or there's places where we connect. If we're not talking about things that are important, we're, that's not going to happen. Which, by the way, brings me to another point. And this is a big place where we're all missing the mark. Um, you guys if you guys want to go superficial on these first dates. Like, um, you know, I know somebody that's on date number seven. Please don't kill me for using you as an example. But I know somebody that's going on a date number seven. And I feel like there's pieces of um, things that haven't been spoken about yet. And, you know, not superficial things, but things about what do you want out of life? What are your goals? Um, what do you, what are you looking for in a relationship? Tell your past relationships. Why did they end? What was your role in all of that? What did you learn from those? These are important questions that I personally, I'm just telling you, I personally would ask on a first date. That's me. But but if you ask those kind of questions, you get to know somebody really quick. You don't have to waste your time on, you know, three, four, seven, ten dates to find out who the person is inside. Um, so you're you're getting that information up front. And the other thing that it does is it actually connects you because if the two of you are on the same page emotionally, you're showing vulnerability, you're talking about things that matter. And if the person across from you can relate to your story and what you went through and what you learned, that's going to create a connection, which is going to create a second date. And too many of you are not even making it to second dates because you're keeping it way too superficial. You know, I, um, I, I hear a lot of, as I'm a matchmaker also, and uh, for those of you that don't know that, and so I get dating feedback, and I'm basing a lot of what I do in my career um, and everything else that I'm doing on that feedback on what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong, and that superficial connection, believe it or not, ladies, men, more so than women, are looking for it. And men are going to be quicker to dismiss you, ladies, if you're trying to be cute and fun and perfect for him. He doesn't want that. He wants real. 
He wants to know who you are. And if he doesn't make some kind of emotional connection with you and he doesn't get some kind of depth from you, he doesn't want to go on a second date with you. He doesn't want to get to know you anymore. And I hear the feedback and it's real. So, you know, I, I think everybody needs to jot that down, that they need to be having real conversations and not being afraid to open up. Stop trying to go on a first date or second date or third date to impress somebody. We don't have, we shouldn't have to work for our person. We should, we should be, it should be easy. We should be being ourselves. If somebody doesn't like us for who we are, they're the wrong person because eventually that's going to come out. Who we are, um, how we feel about things, our opinion is going to come out, right? Okay, I've taken allergy medicine, so I'm, my, my mouth is pretty dry today. So if you guys keep hearing me chugging water, it's because I'm thirsty. Okay, so um, so super, super important to show uh, vulnerability um, and uh, communicate in, in an open manner about things that matter, not the superficial. Um, I was, I was going to say before, I hear people go, oh, we had fun. We had a fun date. Well, you know, I can go out with my friends and have fun. It's not really what, I mean, yes, we want to have a good time and it be easy on a, on a date or with our partner, but the goal of love is not fun. The goal of love is a connection. So redefine what that, what a first date means and what, you know, finding love means. It's not about having a good time and enjoying that person. It's about, it's about a connect, making a connection and having, you know, a, a personal um, connection with that person. Uh, so, so that, there you have that piece of it. So now we're in the first date. Where are we going wrong in that? Well, expectations. So this is another area where everybody needs to make a reset because we cannot go into dating, first date, second date, it doesn't matter, with expectations. Everybody's going to show up as they are. We're all adults. Nobody's 15 years old and still being molded into who they are or who they're going to be. Now, for those, you know, that might be listening that are, you know, the ages of 16 to 20 or 25 even, you know, there is a point, and I was very moldable, and I think we all were at that age, where, you know, your partner wanted this, so we'll do that. Or they want to try this, so I'll try that. You know, but as people age... They get very stuck in their ways. They get very stuck in who they are, what they like, their preferences. And um, this goes for lifestyle. This goes for hobbies. This goes for communication styles. This goes for uh, our, our courting habits that we have um, on uh, in dating. Uh, and so I feel like where we are so missing the boat is we've become a society of immediacy. We lose our patience. You know, I still, I, I somehow still have the same phone I had, which is a miracle. I haven't stuck it on somebody's car and it drove off because that's why I've lost every phone. Um, is I, I said it somewhere that I can't find it. And it usually is on a car that drives away and it smashes in the road. But, um, but I have a phone that I've had for like three, over three years. That's unheard of because there's been at least five phones that have come out after my phone. And I love my phone. I have no reason to turn my phone in. Um, but 
everybody's always about the new latest greatest phone oh the new 16's out i gotta get that this has got a better camera this has got a bit you know bigger better greater that's the philosophy with phones it's the philosophy with houses is cars cars are okay sometimes to go bigger better greater and faster um but phones you people People are not, that's, we're not expendable that way. And we have the same mentality for objects and material things as we do people and relationships. And it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. So we've got to take into account the per, any person that we're going to meet is going to be them and we're going to be us. And they're not us and we're not them. So just to, you know, say this a million different ways, we've got to stop expecting people to be who we want them to be and need them to be 100% of the time. How does this show up? Of course, I'll bring up the number one way it shows up, and that's in communication. Text message being the biggest one. Now that we all have cell phones, um, everybody expects that somebody's going to utilize their cell phone the same way that they do. Well, I'm a texter and I like to text and I like to get messages from my, my guy. Well, maybe your guy has a job and maybe your guy puts his phone down on his desk when he goes to work and doesn't look at it again till five o'clock. Does that make him a bad guy or does that make him emotionally unavailable? Does that make him uh, the guy that's off dating a million other people? Does that make it an inconsiderate guy? Does that make it a guy that's not interested in you? No. No, but you ladies will be the first to jump to that, really. And ladies, I'm going to say it's you again. I'll, I'll get the men. I promise I'm going to hit them too. But, but ladies, this is where you're really getting it wrong and really losing out on great guys is you are putting expectations on him to be something that he's not and or to change for you because you like to text that he needs to text now no he doesn't you guys can talk about it and meet in the middle and make decisions about that but if his job is such that requires him to not have his phone what if he's a what if she's a flight attendant you know or he's a flight attendant um uh, so there's a joke in there, but I'm just not going to do it. Um, but if she's a flight attendant, she has to turn her phone off. He's a pilot, has to turn his phone off for a flight. But yet you're going to complain that he, he didn't text you for four hours. Oh, you know, there's a reason sometimes people don't text or call you. Um, however, so ladies, lay off the expectation. If you like the guy, talk to him about your preferences and what you like and give him time to adjust to that, right? Where you ladies jump in is you jump in after a first date or a second date and you are all over him like white on rice to, to that he's not doing something that you need him to do and you brush him off. Let's just move along. Let's just move along. And, and that attitude will get you absolutely nowhere. So if you wonder why you're single 15 years down the road, that's maybe one of the reasons why. So super, super important to reset that button of expectations. There should be no expectations, only standards. Um, standard being here that a man should communicate with you ladies. You should, ex you should have an expectation that he's going to communicate with you at some point right? He's got to ask you on another date. You guys have got to talk at some point. So that's where the expectation will come in that he is going to communicate. When, how, how often, not for you. 
and we can't throw perfectly amazing people out because they're not us and they don't do everything like us. Super important. Now, having said that, I told you guys I'd get to you. So guys, this is where you need to reset and in a huge, huge way. Um, we have really become a society. Women have gotten stronger. They are much more dominating. I get that, guys. I know how women are where you try to open a door and a woman tells you she can open it herself or you try to do some, some nice gesture and you get the I am woman, hear me roar. You know, I get it. Ladies, stop it. But that's a whole other, you know, conversation for another time with feminine and masculine. But men, you've kind of lost your, your, uh, God, your, um, your knowledge of leadership in a relationship. I don't care what the woman wants, what, what she, how she's portraying herself. Even if she's a strong woman, she still wants you to lead. What does that mean, guys? It means that you get better habits than you've got. It means that without a connection to a woman, She's going to connect with you emotionally. You're going to be more connected physically. I know that. But since she's connected emotionally, if you're not connecting with her, whether that be by text, but, but phone calls in person, it's important that she feels a connection. Nobody wants a texting relationship, not a man, not a woman. So pick up your phone. I know we all have long days, but as I've told some people, you know, you can make it a uh, you can make it a routine to say, look, I'm not a big phone person, but why don't we make it a point to say goodnight every night? You know, we've all had long days. We don't like to talk on the phone. We're going to see each other on Thursday when you get back, but let's talk on the phone and say goodnight. You know, five minute conversation. But guess what? There's a connection. And you go to bed that night and you're thinking about your person and you've made a connection with them and you you feel them as a piece and a part of your life. And that's what it's about. So guys, when you're not picking up that phone, when you're not, I know you guys travel and you girls travel too, but when you travel and you have a break, even if it's a day that you're home and you gotta see, you're gonna be with your kids that night, meet her for a drink, take her to lunch, Whatever you can do, even if it's just a, you know, a phone call or a quick hug somewhere, try your best to keep that connection going because if you stay too long away from somebody or you're too distant from them from a communicative standpoint, somebody's going to lose their drive to get to know you. They're going to lose the connection. When the connection's gone, especially for women, guys, it's over. All right, so it's super important. You guys have gotten super lazy, and I know I've said it a million times, and I mean it with love. Can you say somebody's lazy with love? Because I am. Mm. So you guys have gotten really lazy. You, you, and I've heard many of you men even say, well, a woman can pick up the phone too. She's not going to pick up the phone and call you. The, even the strong women still want you to make the first move. They want you, you know, to to call them first. They don't mind and ladies you shouldn't mind text messaging. If you haven't heard from your guy, pick up your darn phone, pick it up, text message, "Hey, how are you doing? I haven't heard from you today. I hope you're having a good day." It's that easy. 
it's it it's it wasn't even painful. It's that easy, ladies. You can do that, and that's not being aggressive. I know you still want a man to court you, but that's not being aggressive. And guys want that. So guys want to know that you're interested. They need a nibble here and there. Um, they they want you to show some interest as well. It's not their job to do all the work. So it's super important that um, that you guys. Everybody makes the effort, but guys, you lead the way. You make the phone calls, you make the plans, you set the dates, okay? women. So many women love to plan. Give them something to look forward to. You call them on a Tuesday and say, look, I only have a few minutes and I get back in town on Friday. I would love to see you Friday night. Um, do, you, do you have some time available to see me on Friday, right? Um, and then make the reservation. Okay, I'm thinking... Albernays or, you know, whatever, whatever, because I know we're in all different cities, but you think of a restaurant. How does that sound? Great. I'll make the reservation. I'll let you know what time. She feels great. You made the effort. Now, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, she can't wait to go out with you. You've just built up all this excitement for a date. And when you don't do that, what happens? She's complaining that, yes, you said something about maybe doing something Friday, but you've made no effort in making plans. She doesn't know what's happening. She doesn't know where you're going. She doesn't know what to wear. And guys, women that really are trying, that really, really want to make an impression, you know, ladies go through a lot of trouble for a date. I don't, not sure if you guys realize that, but we do our hair. We want the perfect outfit based on where we're going for dinner. You know, there's many girls that go and get a blowout. I should probably do that more often, <laughs> but um, they'll go get their hair blown out so it's perfect. Um, some of them will go get their makeup done. I mean, it's just women put a lot of physical effort into a date. And it's exciting for them. Every little bit of that, it's not a chore. We look forward to it. And getting ready for a date and looking pretty and feeling sexy is, is such an exciting thing for a woman. Give her that opportunity. When you call at the last minute or make a plan at the last minute, she doesn't know what it is and she has to scurry around to get ready or find something to wear, that's not fun. She's not gonna be in a happy mood. So guys, step up to the plate, stop being lazy, do your job. That is your job. Um, probably get beat up for that, but that is your job. Um, okay, so I think another um, area that we need to reset in all of life, I mean, it's not just dating, but really in dating, there is a word that I have used over and over and over again over the years, and that's consistency. Um, consistency is so important. Um, that is what does it mean? <laughs> I shouldn't have to define this, but it is a repetitive behavior. It's a pattern. And believe it or not, our human psychology depends on that in order to plan, to, in order to feel safe in our life. We depend on consistency and patterns. So when somebody's irregular or one minute they're there and everything's great, then they disappear for a week and they're very inconsistent with their communication. And then they show back up and everything's great. And there's this hot, cold, hot, cold thing going on. It's very, very bad for building a safe, stable relationship. And you know, I posted about it a million times on Facebook and Instagram, but I talk about the fact that women thrive on safety. You know, our biggest thing in a relationship, 
we are looking for safety. What does that mean? Does that mean you have to physically, you know, take a bullet for us? No, but it would be nice if that ever happened, that you protected us. But having said that, it's more about emotional safety, about consistency, about knowing where we stand. That That's where all the planning comes in. That's where, when, we, when I talk about making that phone call, when it's, you know, you set that date, you're giving that woman something you can depend on. Uh, you know, I, uh, I've brought this up before on the show, but I'll say it again. You know, I had an ex that I was with for a long time and he was like clockwork. Everything he did, every phone call to me, I can tell you, he called me every day at 8.30 on his way to work. He called me every day at 12 o'clock when he left for lunch. And by God, if anybody from his work ever made him late for his lunch, he was not happy. But he liked... Everything in his life was very routine, so I knew what I could count on. And if he wasn't going to make his call to me at 12, not that I cared, but if he wasn't going to make his call, he'd say, I'm running a little bit behind. Um, I'll be going to lunch 15 minutes late. I'll call you then. And he'd, I mean, the consistency was insane and wonderful because it was a very safe, safe thing. Same with the ride home. I always knew what time he left the office. And if he didn't call me between five and five 15, I, I wondered what was happening because it was so out of the norm for a year. I mean, over 10 years every day. Does that seem like for somebody too much? It wasn't because it kept us connected. And even though he traveled and we didn't see each other all the time, there was that consistent communication and there was that connection we had. And even though it was over the phone, I could count on it. He could count on me answering and being there. And so we were safe for each other. And it that's what we're all looking for, men and women alike, more women than men. But both of us are looking for somebody we can count on. So be that safety for somebody. How do we do that by being consistent? Consistent with our actions, consistent with our language, with our conversations, with um, our when we're talking about our, our wants and desires. If one minute you want a relationship and the next day you're like, oh, I'm not sure. You know, I'm, I'm not, I may not be ready. Okay, I'm ready. I mean, that inconsistency nobody's going to stick around for that. So we have got, we, I, I think it's a, I really think it's a, a, a thing that's societal right now. I think people aren't really consistent with anything. There's so many distractions, uh, so many things that people are involved in, so many opportunities, especially in dating. You know, I think that's where online dating comes in too, is all the distractions with that and all the opportunity that people have to meet new people, bigger, better, greater. If you found something good, stick with it, stay consistent on it, get rid of the distractions. Um, because that consistent communication and that consistent energy focus and presence in somebody's life is what everybody's looking for. Um, guys, uh, we're going to talk about superficial the superficial piece of this. You guys complain that women are looking all for money. Like, what do you do for a living? How much money do you have? What can you give me? Good women really don't care. They just care that you are responsible and that you have a good job and that you can make your own way in life and you're not going to, you know, uh, count on her to support you. But, uh, but 
you guys go for physical. They go for money, you go for physical. And guys, grow up, you gotta, you've got to, when you get past a certain point, I get when your hormones are raging when you're 15, that you're gonna go for the prettiest girl. But when you're 40 or 50 or 60 or 70, you gotta grow up. And I'm saying this because I deal with this with every age group in matchmaking. Grow up, ladies and gentlemen. It's not all about looks, but you guys, I get it. I, I understand you guys are much more physical. You're much more visual. Men are visual um, more than women are. And I understand that, but there's more beyond visual. And I hear a lot of you guys talking that are in your 50s and 60s where you say, I've had the pretty young things. They didn't offer me anything emotionally. They were a waste of my time. I'm ready to find something more. But you have to get past this need for this physical perfection or beauty because beauty is its just one piece of it. If somebody's beautiful on the outside and ugly on the inside, how long are you going to be able to love that and endure that? You know, the, the, those are the relationships, you guys, where you are used and abused and then you get out of it and you blame her for using you when you bought into it in the first place by choosing just the physical. I'm just saying. So you guys have got to stop just looking at the physical piece of it. Yes, we all wanna be attracted to our person. We do too, guys. By the way, guys, I will say this, and I say it to a lot of my um, male uh, gentlemen, that um, women are much more physical when they get older than you are. So you guys hit your sexual peak at like 15 or 16, maybe earlier, I don't know, I'm not a guy, but when you're young, and then women hit it in like their 50s. So women, when I interview them in matchmaking, I'll say, what are your top three non-negotiables? Women will always say sex. They, no, let me take that back. They don't always. But with, with women, I can tell you that sex is always in the top 10. With men, it's not. Um, it, as a matter of fact, with men, it hardly ever makes the top three. If it doesn't make the top three, sometimes it makes the top five, and sometimes it doesn't even make the top 10. A majority of the time, it doesn't make the top 10. Um, so I'm just telling you guys, that piece of it is there. So maybe where you might compromise physically, you might get it back um, on the other physical side. So think about that. Um, so stop being so superficial. Uh, also... Uh, so we've talked about communication, um, triggers, wounds, not healing before you get into a relationship. It's the last point I'm going to talk about. We've, we have to take the time to reset that button too, where we are healthy, where we're emotionally healthy again and open. Uh, to a new relationship. When you're bringing in your own wounds and insecurities from a previous relationship, you're, all you're doing is projecting them on somebody else, somebody that doesn't deserve them, right? That How does this show up? I'll tell you how it shows up. Somebody's been cheated on in a marriage. The marriage breaks up or the relationship breaks up. What happens? Um, so now they start dating a new person, men or woman. They that person disappears. Maybe they go off the radar for a day um, and aren't texting or aren't you know calling or whatever they're doing. 
immediately that person that's wounded still emotionally from being cheated on, betrayed, or abandoned is going to say, oh, they found somebody else. They're not interested anymore. So jumping into that old story is where people go when they're not healthy. And that's not fair. You know, I can't tell you how many times I have to catch people in that. And it's like, oh, they were on an airplane or they were, oh, I got called away into a meeting. I just got out. It was a, you know, a six hour mediation I wasn't planning. Um, oh, my uh, daughter came in town and surprised me at work and we went to dinner tonight. I mean, for goodness sakes, people, we have got to stop. Um, br we've got to stop bringing our wounds and insecurities into new relationships because it's not fair that somebody should have somebody new should have to defend themselves against your insecurities and your stuff. So, so let's you know let's make sure we we do that first and at least um, be in a place where uh, where we realize we might be jumping to a conclusion and we catch ourselves mentally and emotionally and stop reacting to things and start inter-responding um, inter in a sense of looking, looking inward to say, what, what might I might be doing? Um, where might I be you know, going off the chains or where, were my, where is my mind maybe wandering or going in the wrong place? Where are my wounds and my hurts and the things that I've been through maybe showing up here? And where could I be jumping to conclusions? And that is so, so important. Again, I see it more with women than men which by this conversation, we might say that women are sabotaging more than men are, but it goes both ways. Um, and uh, so so heal first, take the time. Guys, that means you too. I love to see that you guys are doing that. I hear more and more about guys that have gone through therapy or going through therapy. Um, and that's very sexy, by the way. A man that is self-actualized, that is emotionally intelligent, that has to be one of the sexiest things um, about a person is that they are at that place. And ladies, guys are looking for that as well. Uh, after post-COVID, men have definitely showed up to the plate a lot more, at least from the standpoint of being intentional. They may not be doing everything the way they need to and doing everything better and right as, as far as effort, guys. And being lazy, as I spoke about, but this is more about more guys are intentional about finding love post COVID than you ladies are. You ladies are, and Hey, I've used the word flaky, um, mostly with the younger generation. Sorry, you 30 somethings. Love doesn't grow on trees. You know, you've got to put your energy and priority. If you want love and you want a relationship, Stop spending all your time with your friends. Stop making your friends and your friends' activities a priority. Um, stop nitpicking little tiny things. If people, everybody nitpicks everything about everybody, nobody's going to be in a relationship. But your 20s and 30-somethings tend to be a little flakier. And um, guys, let that be a warning to you for you 40-somethings that are wanting to have a mature relationship. Maybe you've been divorced and you're ready for a mature relationship. You're looking younger. Expect it because um, I'm going to do I'm going to do a whole show on age groups and 
the trends that I see, because as a matchmaker, I see these alarming trends. And ladies, you ladies in your 30s, I don't know how, and I, I love you, and I'm not saying this to be mean, but I don't know how any of you are finding love because 98% of the, the women that I've met in their 30s are, are so twisted in their, their thinking as to what love is and what a relationship is and how we prioritize that. So it's a, it's a big, big problem. Um, so men are much more intentional women not so much women are still playing games women are still being picky women are still putting expectations out there that are unrealistic um men have softened softened the edges a little bit and you ladies need to catch up with that so um previous lovability you guys know i was all over you right i'm i again taking that step back i'm watching a lot of trends and you ladies really 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 need to need to rewind and do things a little differently if you want to find love. It's more about the person, not the physical. It's more about um, consistency uh, and showing up and being present. Uh, communication is key. Everybody needs to show up. It's not just a man's job to communicate. Ladies, it's also not your job to ask a man out. Don't do it. Don't ever do it. I mean, if you guys are in a relationship, you know, a two-year relationship and you want to plan dinner or you want to, you know, plan a weekend, great. But when you're first dating, do not ask a man out. Don't, don't. Men will always, if you're, if you're a pretty woman, they'll go home with you. They'll sleep with you. If they're proposition, they're not going to say no, but that's not what it, that's not what a relationship is going to be about. And you're also not setting the tone for how you want everything to go. If you're going to be aggressive from the very beginning and then back off and make him do all the work, that's bait and switch. So, you know, you ladies have really got to think about how you're approaching somebody that you're interested in and, and really, um, really resetting that barometer to where the expectations are off. Standards are, standards are there. You know what you want, you know what you don't want, but you're completely open to what love and a relationship may look like and what that person may look like. It's not all about the physical. Uh, so, uh, so I think, um, I think I've covered what I wanted to for today. I think the whole, and we'll, we'll hit little pieces of all of these things and more as we move forward, but we have to change the way we're looking for love if we're going to find it. And, you know, again, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. We've been doing that a long time in dating, a long time. And we, we need to stop and rewind and do it different. And it's about who's on the inside. How do you find out who a person is? It's not about what they look like, it's about who they are. Uh, if you guys are on dating apps and you're scrolling through, make yourself take a minute to examine a picture and see if there's any redeeming qualities. This two second swipe is, is not, doesn't work. It doesn't work. That's and you. Then you say there's no good men or women out there when you guys do that. How do you know? You probably you probably scroll through them in 2.2 seconds. So it you, we've got to do things a different way if we want a different result. So that's where we are going to start our new journey on the Lovability Show. Uh, I I did not say this to begin with, but I know I'll be doing some live. 
Uh, I went away from that because it was too hard to coordinate everybody's schedules. So as we move forward, I'll let you guys know when we're doing a live and you can chime in and ask questions. I think it would be a lot of fun. But for now, what I want you to do is I have a YouTube channel. We've been loading all the shows onto the YouTube channel. For now, let's just share this, right? Um, if you're if you just met somebody new, share the show with them because maybe I get to do the dirty work and tell them what to do versus you having to teach them. So share the show, post it on your page, on your on your social media pages, and share it with people because the more people that get in a mindset of doing things differently, it's going to change the way we're all doing things. I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt, I as as the podcast started winding down and uh, it was like at the end of last year, I started hearing from all these people that they've been watching the show and taking the advice that I was giving them and their dating life changed and who, what, how they were showing up changed. So many of you found love and are in relationships. Some of you are married now and engaged. I'm not taking credit for that. What I'm taking credit for is the fact that you listened, right? I'm, I'm acknowledging that you listened and that's a good thing because this is, this is advice, not for me. This advice is for you so you can be better. So I have no agenda but to make you better, right? I'm a matchmaker. I could make all of you hire me and, and have to pay for my services, but I'm giving you free advice because I want each and every one of you to find a great relationship and be able to maintain it when you get there. So um, so listen to what we talk about. Pay um, pay attention to when we, we, um, we are doing live shows because I'll let you know so you can ask questions. And just make sure that you watch and listen to the show and share it with your friends. So uh, thank you for tuning in. By the way, you can listen to us also on Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon Music, um, anywhere you listen to your podcast, there we are. So uh, listen, watch, whatever uh, works for you. And uh, I will see you again next uh, in two weeks. So we're going to go bi-weekly still. So I'll, uh, I'll post another show in two weeks. So have a great day and have a great Memorial Day weekend, everybody. This is Jennifer. Thanks for listening today. And please subscribe to the podcast. Each show, we're going to have new topics and information. If you'd like to find out more about coaching or matchmaking, please go to my website at lovegen.com or you can find me on my Facebook page, my personal page at Jennifer Styers.